Hello, my name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Fairy Sleepy, a podcast to help you fall asleep. So, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and settle in, and get ready for tonight's story, The Golden Goose, by the Brothers Grimm. Now, the annual Thanksgiving holiday tradition in the United States is this week and was documented at its earliest in 1619 in what's now called the Commonwealth of Virginia. 38 English settlers aboard the ship Margaret arrived by way of the James River in 1619, and the landing was immediately followed by a celebration, specifically dictated by the group's charter from the London Company. I'm sure they were very thankful to get off that ship and into the new world. Now, obviously, the most familiar Thanksgiving precedent is traced to the Pilgrims and the Puritans, who immigrated from England in the 1620s and 1630s, and they brought their traditions with them. But the story that we've been told is that in 1621, the Plymouth, Massachusetts Thanksgiving was prompted by Good Harvest, and the Pilgrims celebrated this with a tribe of Native Americans who had helped them get through the previous winter by giving them food in that time of scarcity in exchange for an alliance and protection. While there is debate over the first celebrations, devotees in New England and Virginia and other places have maintained contradictory claims to have having held the first Thanksgiving celebration in what became the United States. The question is complicated by the concept of Thanksgiving as either a holiday celebration or a religious service. In 1963, President John F. Kennedy acknowledged both the Virginia and Massachusetts claims and issued the proclamation 3560 on November 5, 1963, stating... Over three centuries ago, our forefathers in Virginia and in Massachusetts, far from home in a lonely wilderness, set aside a time of thanksgiving. On the appointed day, they gave reverent thanks for their safety, for the health of their children, for the fertility of their fields, for the love which bound them together, and for the faith which united them with their God. In the United States, Thanksgiving is seen as a time to spend with family, good food, and identifying that which we are thankful for. It's a time to pause and reflect. But for some, it's a time of anxiety, and it's hard to remember what brings us all together. Tonight's story isn't a Thanksgiving story, other than a reference to a goose. It's more a story of greed and overcoming stereotypes, human condition, of helping those in need and identifying that all of us have something to be thankful for, even if it doesn't appear that way at the time. I wish all of you in the United States a very happy Thanksgiving. And for those in other countries, I wish for you many things to be thankful for. Even the smallest candle 
can light the darkness. The Golden Goose by the Brothers Grimm. And I hope it makes you very, very sleepy. There once was a man with three sons, the youngest of whom was called Dumbling, and was despised, mocked, and sneered at on every occasion. It happened that the eldest wanted to go into the forest to hew wood, and before he went, his mother gave him a beautiful sweet cake and a bottle of wine in order that he might not suffer from hunger or thirst. When he entered the forest, he met a little gray-haired old man who bade him good day and said, "'Do give me a piece of cake out of your pocket,' and let me have a draught of your wine. I am so hungry and thirsty. But the clever son answered, If I give you my cake and wine, I shall have none for myself. Be off with you. And he left the little man standing and went on. But when he began to hew down a tree, it was not long before he made a false stroke and the axe cut him in the arm so that he had to go home and have it bound up. And this was the little gray man's doing. After this, the second son went into the forest, and his mother gave him, like the eldest, a cake and a bottle of wine. The little old gray man met him likewise and asked him for a piece of cake and a drink of wine. But the second son too said, sensibly enough, What if I give you will be taken away from myself? Be off. And he left the little man standing and went on. His punishment, however, was not delayed. When he had made a few blows at the tree, he struck himself in the leg, so he had to be carried home. Then Dumbling said, Father, do let me go and cut wood. The father answered, "'Your brothers have hurt themselves with it. Leave it alone. You do not understand anything about it.' But Dumbling begged so long that at last he said, "'Just go then. You will get wiser by hurting yourself.' His mother gave him a cake made with water and baked in the cinders, and with it a bottle of sour beer.' When he came to the forest, the little gray old man met him likewise, and greeting him said, Give me a piece of your cake and a drink out of your bottle. I am so hungry and thirsty. Dumbling answered, I only have cinder cake and sour beer. If that pleases you, we will sit down and eat. So they sat down, and when Dumbling pulled out his cinder cake, it was a fine sweet cake and the sour beer had become good wine. So they ate and drank, and after that the little man said, Since you have a good heart and are willing to divide what you have, I will give you good luck. There stands an old tree. Cut it down, and you will find something at the roots. Then the little man took leave of him. 
Dumbling went and cut down the tree, and when it fell, there was a goose sitting in the roots with feathers of pure gold. He lifted her up and, taking her with him, went to an inn where he thought he would stay the night. Now the host had three daughters who saw the goose and were curious to know what a wonderful bird it might be and would like to have had one of its golden feathers. The eldest thought, I shall soon find an opportunity of pulling out a feather. And as soon as Dumbling had gone out, she seized the goose by the wing. But her finger and hand remained sticking fast to it. The second came soon afterwards, thinking only of how she might get a feather for herself. But she had scarcely touched her sister, then she was held fast. At last, the third also came with the like intent, and the others screamed out, Keep away! For goodness sake, keep away! But she did not understand why she was to keep away. The others are there, she thought. I may as well be there too, and ran to them. But as soon as she had touched her sister, she remained sticking fast to her. So they all had to spend the night with the goose. The next morning, Dumbling took the goose under his arm and set out without troubling himself about the three girls who were hanging on to it. They were obliged to run after him continually, now left and now right, wherever his legs took him. In the middle of the fields, the parson met them, and when he saw the procession, he said, For shame, you good-for-nothing girls. Why are you running across the fields after this young man? Is it seemly? At the same time, he seized the youngest by the hand in order to pull her away. But as soon as he touched her, he likewise stuck fast and was himself obliged to run behind. Before long, the sexton came by and saw his master, the parson, running behind three girls. He was astonished at this and called out, Hi, your reverence, whither away so quickly? Do not forget, we have a christening today. And running after him, he took him by the sleeve, but was also held fast to it. Whilst the five were trotting, thus one behind the other, two laborers came with their hose from the fields. The parson called out to them and begged that they would set him and the sexton free. But they had scarcely touched the sexton when they were held fast. And now there were seven of them running behind Dumbling and the goose. Soon afterwards, he came to a city where a king ruled who had a daughter who was so serious that no one could make her laugh. So he had put forth a decree that whosoever shall be able to make her laugh should marry her. When Dumbling heard this, he went with his goose and all her train before the king's daughter. And as soon as she saw the seven people running on and on, one behind the other, she began to laugh quite loudly as if she would never stop. Therefore, Dumbling asked to have her for his wife, but the king did not like the son-in-law and made all manner of excuses 
and said he must first produce a man who could drink a cellar full of wine. Dumbling thought of the little gray man who could certainly help him. So he went into the forest, and in the same place where he had felled the tree, he saw a man sitting, who had a very sorrowful face. Dumbling asked him what he was taking to heart so sorely, and he answered, I have such a great thirst, and cannot quench it. Cold water I cannot stand. A barrel of wine I have just emptied. But that, to me, is like a drop on a hot stone. There, there, I can help you, said Dumbling. Just come with me, and you shall be satisfied. He led him into the king's cellar, and the man bent over the huge barrels and drank and drank until his stomach hurt, and before the day was out, he had emptied all the barrels. Then Dumbling asked once more for his bride, but the king was vexed that such an ugly fellow, whom everyone called Dumbling, should take away his daughter, and he made a new condition. He must first find a man who could eat a whole mountain of bread. Dumbling did not think long, but went straight into the forest, where in the same place there sat a man who was tying up his body with a strap and making an awful face and saying, I have eaten a whole oven full of rolls, but what good is it when one has such hunger as I? My stomach remains empty, and I must tie myself up if I am not to die of hunger. At this, Dumbling was glad and said, Get up and come with me. You shall eat yourself full. He led him to the king's palace where all the flour in the whole kingdom was collected, and from it he caused a huge mountain of bread to be baked. The man from the forest stood before it, began to eat, and by the end of one day the whole mountain had vanished. Then Dumbling for the third time asked for his bride, but the king again sought a way out and ordered a ship which could sail on land and on water. As soon as you come sailing back in it, he said, you shall have my daughter for a wife. Dumbling went straight into the forest, and there sat the little gray man to whom he had given his cake. When he heard what Dumbling wanted, he said, Since you have given me to eat and to drink, I will give you the ship, and I do all this because you once were kind to me. Then he gave him the ship, which could sail on land and on water. And when the king saw that, he could no longer prevent him from marrying his daughter. The wedding was celebrated, and after the king's death, Dumbling inherited his kingdom and lived for a long time contentedly with his wife. The End I hope you enjoyed the story of the Golden Goose by the Brothers Grimm. There were some Thanksgiving types of themes in there. Eating good food, sharing with friends and family and strangers. Hard work and being grateful and avoiding 
greed. This year, I'm thankful for all of you, my listeners. Thank you so much for listening, for downloading, for reviewing. I'm very thankful to be able to spend time with you. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Welcome. I hope you join us again. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. I'm Ashley Lambert. And this is Very Sleepy. Until next time. Good night.